Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... Whatever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you Okay, people, so for whatever reason, it feels like it's been a little bit since we've actually done one of these. I think it's been about four or five days. I don't know. I kind of miss it. I'm very excited to talk about a whole bunch of anime and manga-related news. So I don't want to waste you guys' time. Without further ado, people, let's jump into it. Let's talk about the first story we got on the docket, my lord, which is a very, very big one at that. Because first off, people, the big story that we got to start the episode with is about Bleach, in particular, about the upcoming coming Bleach Thousand Year Blood War anime. It's been already almost two years since we got the big announcement that boom, Bleach anime returning Thousand Year Blood War. This is going to be huge. This is going to be hype. And it kind of went radio silent due to the pandemic and everything, which is completely understandable. Also gave them a lot more time to produce this thing, which is pretty dope in and of itself. However, we finally got a big announcement that this December, this month that we're in right now, 2021, um, we're finally going to see something. We're finally going to see something out of it other than just the initial announcement. Because according to reports, Bleach Thousand of Blood War Arc TV and Key Visual will be revealed on December 18th at Jump Festa. Bleach event on December 18th to present the first trailer and visual for the upcoming new TV anime adaptation. After revealing that Bleach will be getting a special live streamed only stage at Jump Festa 2022 for the TV anime adaptation of the Thousand Year Blood War arc, it was further revealed today that the Super Stage X Bleach will show off the first trailer and first visual for the series. To present the first look at the upcoming TV anime, Ichigo's voice actor Mazakazu Morita, Rukia's voice actor Fumiko Orikasa, and Ishida's voice actor Noriaki Sugiyama will be joining the stream. Joining the voice actors from the original TV anime series will be Weekly Shonen Jump editor Shu Murakoshi, who was also a producer on the Burn the Witch anime, as well as Yoshiyuki Hidai from the comedy duo America Zarigani as the MC of the stream. Taite Kubo's sword fighting battle action manga Bleach was serialized in Shueisha's Weekly Shonen Jump from August 2001 to August 2016. So, it actually feels like it's finally a about to happen now it's interesting because we have some series that they get you know the big trailer and all that jazz and then it takes ages for them to come a la chainsaw man like fam it's been how many months now we're going on since we got that beautiful gorgeous mappa Studios produced or i don't even think they actually produced it. i think they freelance somebody but anyway either way we had that beautiful trailer and we're all the way here on december and we still don't got nada but we do got updates later on in the story about that as well but so we could get this trailer this month and we could still wait all the way till spring summer who who the hell knows right because we don't really know exactly when it's going to come out or because they've had you know ample time to be producing this thing we could 
could get the announcement. And for me personally, I think it would be so fitting. And I don't know if they would actually do this, but it would be so fitting if for the spring season anime, this Bleach thing was to start because it was 2012, March of 2012, when the Bleach anime ended. How fitting would it be for the 10 year anniversary of the Bleach anime ending for it to return around, you know, the springtime, end of March, early April? I think that would just, that would work so freaking well. And I would really love to see it. But we're actually going to be getting a trailer and a PV, which PV, whatever. I'm more so really excited about that trailer because this trailer is going to tell us a lot. I don't want to say everything we need to know, but it's going to tell us a lot about what they're doing, the direction they're going with this adaptation. In my opinion, I have no doubt in my mind that if you're going to do this big revival and you had all this ample time and you, it looks like they're really drumming things up for this big Bleach return, this is probably going to look gorgeous. Like if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but it's probably going to be one of the most gorgeous looking anime returns we've ever seen so i can't freaking wait for it but yeah december 18th jump festa this is going to be one of the biggest jump festas of all time i don't remember being this hyped for a jump festa probably ever because we actually have a lot of big things and a lot of confirmations of big things that are coming we've had announcements for the announcements for the announcements so yeah i'm, I'm expecting some greatness from this especially again now that we got the trailer for the thousand year blood war coming never thought i'd see the day honestly after the bleach anime ended in 2012 and then the bleach manga ended in 2016 it wasn't looking good at all but here we are people december 18th i will be reporting i, I might even do a live reaction because that's too big to just wait for a story i'm gonna probably live react to that as soon as it drops and just while we're on the topic of bleach bleach no breaths from hell just released digitally in japan and it's number one popular work right now and i'm looking at here it's like number one and then there's world trigger kaiju number eight katekyo hitman reborn it looks like they're doing some beginning stages for a reborn return i've just noticed little things i noticed Crunchyroll got the ova for reborn one of the ovas recently it looks like they, they might be following suit with bleach depending on the success but yeah that one shot just digitally is running up the charts over there in japan really dope stuff no breaths from hell let's go okay people moving forward we got a little bit of boruto anime spoilers to go through where we're going we had i want to say the last time we reported it was the episode titles for the upcoming episodes now we got a little bit of info for what these episodes are going to really entail because for starters we got boruto episode 228 kawaki a path towards being the shinobi team 10's escort mission goes awry and of course courtesy of organic dinosaur it says in order for kawaki to become a genin it's been decided that he will take a special graduation exam that is different from the typical one that is administered by the ninja academy if kawaki is able to execute and complete a d-rank mission it would confer him with the equivalent qualifications he immediately joins in with another team's mission but then okay so they're, they're gonna play around a little bit which it kind of makes sense right because i mean kawaki was a part of and somewhat responsible for the defeat for one of the biggest villains now that i think about it holy cow kawaki is actually a legend in konoha just think about it for a second before even going to the academy he was already responsible for a threat that you know threatened the whole entire village in fact the whole ninja world and he was somewhat responsible for the defeat of it so he did what took a lot of people you know they go to the academy they go up all the ranks yada yada he did that before even becoming a full-fledged shinobi yeah I, I think he should just do one small mission and be able to become a genin that that kind of makes sense but also i feel like these are building foundations for kawaki because again we always will know where the story is leading of kawaki being essentially at the very least on the opposition of whatever boruto stands for so adding more of these things of like damn he's even gonna be a full-fledged shinobi potentially that's going to make it more heartbreaking when it's time for the big whether it be betrayal or him just going the other way because then it's gonna be like 
man, you was you was really a part of the Leaf fam. What are you doing? But then we also got info on episodes 229 and 230. Boruto episode 229, violating orders, December 19th. Kawaki is anxious about not doing well on an exam, which is a test that would fulfill the requirements needed to become a Genin. The Nandaime then announces that Kawaki will be assigned to a particular mission. Alongside Shikadai and Chocho, he will be escorting Mozuku, someone who has come from the Lol country, the Land of Calm, or Nagi no Kuni. They will be guarding Mozuku on his way back to his home town. Okay, so kind of like a filler mission, to be honest with you. This, uh, like It's essential because this is how Kawaki is going to become a Genin, but it doesn't sound... Well, actually, you know, th that was similar to what they did with the Zabuza stuff, so maybe this is going to be Kawaki's uh, ex like Zabuza experience or something. Uh, then we got episode 230, A Wish, the day after Christmas on December 26th. Chocho has been attacked... Oh, God, we got we're going with Chocho on the day after Christmas. Well, Chocho's been uh, right, in, in the battle against Sarala. Maybe this could be interesting. Chocho has been attacked by a mysterious ninja, and in addition, the package that Mozuku has been carefully carrying around with him has gotten stolen. Even though Shikadai decides that they should head back to the village for a while, Kawaki and Mozuku, who wants to get his package back by any means necessary, decide to go in pursuit of the mysterious ninja. I'm, I'm curious to see, so if Kawaki is going to be rolling with Team 10, Ino Shika Cho, I'm, I'm curious to see how he interacts with them. And again, this is adding characterization that, by golly, I wish the manga would actually include because it would make these characters the next generation more relevant. Because because like, okay, boom, you're putting somebody that is supposed to be basically like, you know, the Sasuke, so to speak, or the Nar, whatever you want to call it. He's one of the two main MCs of this whole shebang, and you're putting him next to Team 10. You're giving more importance to them as well, and you're just giving him his own independent thing. And yeah, this sounds like it's going to be somewhat interesting. Mainly, I'm more excited to just see the interactions between Kawaki and Team 10, building more of his character, building more of how, you know, other people in the Leaf view Kawaki, opposed to just seeing, you know, Boro to inside that well really borrowed to like oh i love you Kawaki, bro but yeah it looks as though they're really going to give him you know somewhat of a decent time or hard time so to speak of how to become a ninja is not going to be easy. It's not going to be a walk in the park for him to get that Genin headband. And yeah, people, those are the spoilers for the upcoming three episodes of Boruto 228 through 230. Moving forward, because we got a lot of these, let's jump straight into we got some Shonen Jump author comments. For starters, we got from Doran Dororan, the new manga in Shonen Jump, Gen Oska. He said, I'll be working hard so that you can enjoy the series every week. I'm so grateful to everyone who's supporting me through this. I want to see you win, fam. I really enjoy that first chapter. I ain't going to lie. Creator one Piece Eichiro Oda said, Koisuru One Piece was hilarious every week. Good luck to the way out there creator Ihara-san and his new series. Oh yeah, because they put that on suspension so that he could go do the, his, you know, serialized manga. I, I want to see him win. I don't ever want to see Koisuru One Piece again just because that would mean that Ihara-san actually failed. Now, nah, I want to see him win. Go ahead, man. I know these are their dreams, even if I'm not really enthusiastic about his manga. Maybe it could be something dope in the future. We got Richiro Inagaki, author of Dr. Stone. Even without oxygen in space, explosives still explode. It makes logical sense, but you have to think about it for a second. Wait. So, without oxygen... Okay, whatever. Hajime Komodo, author of Marshall. Winter is cold, but it's one of the four seasons, so I'm looking forward to it. Well... Just because it's one of the four seasons doesn't mean you gotta look forward to it. I'm I'm never looking forward to winter, fam. Like I'm a summer dude, a spring dude. Hell, I rock with the fall. Once it gets to winter, I'm like, mm, take me back to the sun. Okay, I wasn't going to actually cover this, but this is the author, the previous author of Koizuru One Piece with his Protect Me Shugomaru series, Daiki Ihara. He said, everything I am right now is thanks to Oda Sensei. He's talking about Ichiro Oda. Thank you so much. I'll do my very best. I respect that, man. When you can show love and admiration to people 
people that got you to where you are, that gave you the tools and all of that jazz. That is really, really dope. I love to see camaraderie and stuff like that. Like, that's just, that's respect, man. Like, shout outs to Daiki Ihara. Again, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. Then we got one that I will be covering every week, their author comment in particular, because I'm on board with this series. I'm really loving Three Chapters Deep, where we're at with it. You may have seen my first impression on it. Um, it's called Aya Shimon. Uh, Yuji Kaku said, I like Toei's V Cinema line of movies from the 90s, especially the thrillers like Serpent's Path. Yeah, I'm really excited about this series. He had Hell's Paradise. His new series is really dope. It kind of has an edgy feel to it. So I'm going to be, for the time being, depending on how Jump uh, treats it, I will be covering Yuji Kaku's comments every week from Ayashimon. So, hey, a new, uh, you know, staple addition to Forever News for now. We got My Hero Academia's Kohei Horikoshi. I'm watching the Komei Can't Communicate anime. It's so cute. I really got to get on that one. Like, that's one that's been on my list for a little bit. So, yeah, uh, dope stuff. And, uh, yeah, um, go ahead. Communicate a little better next time without trolling us. We'll get to that in another video, fam. We got Yuto Suzuki, author of Sakamoto Days. I bought some Katanuki die-cut candy that I've wanted to try out for a while now. I figured it'd be easy, but it's tough. Shoutouts to Yuto Suzuki. Um, I don't know about candy. I'm not a candy guy. Uh, Yuki Tabata, author of Black Clover. We haven't seen each other in person for a while, but it's nice to see you in the magazine again. Gen Sensei, let's both do our best. Was Gen Oska uh, an assistant to Yuki Tabata? That's the author of Doran Doran, the new manga in Shonen Jump. That's really dope that they have a relationship, though. I'm sure he wants to see him win as well. Like, all of these assistants and people that were previously rubbing elbows with a lot of the established mangaka are coming with their own series. Like, it, it's weird. It's like they're training them up to be the next mangaka, which I wouldn't be surprised if that's part of what Shonen Jump is actually thinking when they put these people together. And yeah, people, those were all the Shonen Jump author comments this week. Very interesting. And again, I will be doing Yuji Kaku from Ayoshimon every week, uh, depending on what happens. So if it stands around for a while, that would be really, really fire because I like it. I'm not sure about uh, Doran Dororan because chapter one was dope, but that doesn't mean the next couple of chapters will be dope. Ayoshimon. Three chapters in, and I'm really loving it. Moving forward, we got a couple of sales updates for a few different series. For starters, we got One Punch Man by One and Yusuke Murata has 25 million copies in circulations for volume 1 through 24. So it's basically averaging about a million copies per volume. And man, everybody keeps telling me how amazing the One Punch Man manga is and how it's been for a while. And especially recently, it's been plot twist after plot twist. And god damn, I ain't gonna lie, like... Part of me, I like to stay anime only with One Punch Man because it is one hell of an experience, especially, of course, season one. But season two, you know, for everything that the shit that we give it, season two was dope, too, especially Garo. He was freaking awesome. So a part of me. I feel guilty sometimes when it's like, man, I would really love to read the One Punch Man manga. I know I will probably love it. I read all of the one thing many years ago, you know, the webcomic or whatnot, but part of me feels like, man, I, I really enjoy the anime experience. Yo, can y'all make another season already? Can Madhouse pick it back up? Or hell, bring it to Mappa. I don't know if Mappa can handle anything. I don't know. You foldable? Somebody really dope. Can y'all come and grab this IP and put it back to its once prominence that easily if you give it a really banging season 3 with the most godlike looking 12 episodes, it will go back and sell and make a lot of money. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying. But yeah, again, One Punch Man, 25 million copies in circulation for 24 volumes. Then Undead Unlocked. According 
referring to this as Undead Unluck has 1.4 million copies in circulation, and I want to say that's with nine-ish volumes. Undead Unluck is making waves because we're going to talk in a little bit as well something else regarding Undead Unluck that honestly will make you, if you're a fan of a certain franchise, want to check out Undead Unluck 10 times more. Also, I've heard nothing but great things from people that actually read it that is actually very well written. And again, I, I haven't read it in a long time. I'll be honest with you. I'm like 20-something chapters deep. And from what I read, I really love some stuff from it. And 1.4 million copies. Again, this is something that I'm expecting in Jump Festa this year, you know, later this month. Um, I'm expecting them to announce an anime. I don't know if it'll come immediately, but I'm expecting an anime. And... I'm going to say maybe summer-ish time. Maybe we'll get the Undead Unluck anime by summer or fall. Like, hands down, that's what I'm going to call. But 1.4 million copies on Undead Unluck. And then, lastly, the third sales update we got is Dondadon by Tatsuyuki Nobu. It has reached 700,000 copies in circulation, which I want to say the last time we reported on this, it was 400, 450,000. So it's jumped up considerably, and it's getting closer in on a million. It's not doing... Like, you know, just being realistic, which don't get me wrong. These are impressive, amazing numbers. This is not in Shonen Jump. This is in Jump Plus. And sometimes it gets a little adult and all that jazz. But it's not doing as well as I thought it was going to do in terms of I thought it was going to follow suit of like Kaiju Number 8 and Spy X Family. That some of those series, they do half of this in their first week in their volumes when they drop so it's still doing very very impressive but yeah i, I don't know we'll, we'll see how this one turns out it's a I, I feel like shonen jump is experimenting i feel like they're taking elements of like the very edgy insanity stuff that chainsaw man brought forth and combining it with a bunch of things and then trying it out again not having it in weekly shonen jump putting it in the digital jump plus but seven hundred thousand copies with like three volumes i want to stress that is very insanely good i just thought it was going to follow suit of what the jump plus titles have been doing of like kaiju number eight but then again kaiju number eight is more like an attack on titan type of series where a lot of people are going to flock to something like that and spikes family i just gotta say is an anomaly like that's something that just doesn't happen often but yeah i want to stress by no means am i saying these sales are low i just thought it was going to be following suit with the other ones if that makes any sense which again seven hundred thousand copies very very insanely huge maybe my expectations are too high or off i, I don't know next up it's not anime or manga related but from time to time i talk about stories of some things that i just want to talk about i'm not paid to say this one but um any hip-hop or rap fans out there, there there's a new group that is signed to tde called a room full of mirrors it has a lot of really dope mcs including daylight you may know him from battle rap or whatever but he's a, a whole different animal on the mic outside of just battle rapping uh they got a little project an ep called money bags and um i really support this group i really support what they stand for and what they're doing so i wanted to bring to you guys attention a lot of people always say yo i can't find some dope hip-hop with great lyricism it's hard to find good stuff this is the good stuff a room full of mirrors money bags ep out now go check it out yeah i know people are probably like finette what are you doing from time to time i talk about stuff that is not anime manga related this is one of those times a room full of mirrors you might like it okay people next up we got a ton of updates for jujutsu kaisen for starters jujutsu kaisen will be publishing a special one shot about yuta okotsu in weekly shonen jump issue number two so essentially i don't know if it's going to be per se a jujutsu kaisen zero one shot or it's going to be technically just jujutsu kaisen maybe it'll be what yuta is doing in the timeline of regular Jujutsu Kaisen. Maybe something like that. Also to get people up to speed. Maybe they're not reading the manga. Maybe they just want to check out this one shot. That's more than likely why they're doing it. Because again the big film is coming out. Yuta is going to be taking you know the center stage as the main character. Which I'm sure Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is going 
trying to throw some people off, right? Because some people, they don't know anything that's happening. They're just going in there like, oh, I can't wait. And then they're going to be like, wait a minute, where's Yuji? Where's Nobara? Where's Megumi? Like, who's this motherfucker? So I think this is to kind of warm people up to the idea of, again, it's not going to be about Yuji. <laughs> it's zero. And probably, I, oh my God, there's probably going to be some people theorizing like, oh, this guy, Yuta, must be a Yuji's father when he was younger or something because of the zero. Like, oh God, it's going to be a mess. But yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen publishing a special one-shot about Yuta in Weekly Shonen Jump 2. And then it also says, this one-shot's part of Jujutsu Kaisen volume 0.5 a booklet present that people will be able to obtain by attending the Jujutsu Kaisen movie zero film this gift will also have comments from Akutami Gege and movie staff which oh my god when they bring that film over here just like they gave us that My Hero Academia booklet to watch World Heroes Mission you know this one like really really dope little booklet hopefully they give us that for the Jujutsu Kaisen 0.5 volume thingy that they're doing like I love these and uh, yeah, I want it. And also, Jujutsu Kaisen and Mission Yozakuro family will both be revealing the results of their popularity polls with color pages and weekly Shonen Jump issue number two. I wonder who's going to take the top. Like, hands down, I don't see Nobara being in the top of the poll or anything like that. Um, I could see, I guess, Yuji's going to be up there. Sukuna's going to be up there. Gojo, regardless, is going to be up If Gojo takes number one, that would be freaking hilarious. But I can see that. Maybe Yuta will infiltrate the top ten, something there. Oh my god, if Maki is not top 5, I don't know what to say. Maki better be top 5, I just gotta throw that in there because if this is based off the manga and what's been happening within the last year or so of the manga, Maki, Maki. Better be up there. I'm just saying, I, I'm watching you, Japan. I'm watching you closely. And lastly, in Jujutsu Kaisen related news, Jujutsu Kaisen movie scheduled for December 24th in Japan. We got a new visual promoting the IMAX experience of the film, and it's of Gojo, Yuta, and Ghetto, and it looks absolutely fire. And gosh, man, I hate that we gotta wait over here. I really hope we get to, which we will, just like we got to the point with manga that we're getting simultaneous releases worldwide with the manga over there in Japan and over here. We will get to a point where we'll have simultaneous release of the films and all that jazz and I can't wait for that day because I hate being excited and talking about these films and I'm, you know, promoting them damn near every freaking week over here on Forever News and then I still gotta wait. I still gotta wait two or three more months until one of the English, you know, licensors or whatever bring this shit over here to the West. I'm like, uh, but yeah, this visual looks fuego, fire. This movie is going to be fuego, fire. I know. I read Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. It's pretty awesome. Okay, people. Next up, let's start going down the rabbit hole of sales. We got the top 10 selling manga series of the week. Number 10, Oshinoko. 9, Campfire Cooking in Another World. My God, these isekai sometimes, fam. Campfire Cooking in Another World with My Absurd Skill. That just... It could be good, but that just sounds wacky as hell. Number 8, Jujutsu Kaisen, 81,923. Number 7, Kimetsu no Yaiba, 92,000. Kimetsu is selling old volumes off of a recap of... They, they, they got people by the balls with this. I ain't gonna lie. They got you by the balls. So, so no Frieden, aka Frieden Beyond Journeys End, 93,000. Number six, Spy X Family, Honey Lemon Soda. I really want to check that out just to understand what the heck is going on there. What is Honey Lemon Soda? Uh, number three, 
クスリアノヒトリゴト Yeah, 169,000 Number 2 Kingdom, 183,000 And Tokyo Revengers rises to number 1 Just when I counted them out Just when I thought, oh, it's over for that Tokyo Revengers We're gonna move forward now Like,、uh, yeah, that, 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 that's a wrap here, people Tokyo Revengers, 193,000 Coming in at number 1 For the top 10 selling manga series of the week Dope stuff, Tokyo Revengers, great manga I really need to jump back into it Because after everything, I just like, oh, well There's like a hundred other things to read and watch. Let me jump there. Then I forget it. And it's like, I love Tokyo Revengers. I need to get back.、Ah. It makes it easier for me to keep up with things when I review them consistently here on the channel. That's why I rarely fall behind on like Black Clover or My Hero because I review them every week. Moving forward, we got the Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. By the way, they actually changed the format. Shoutouts to Jose underscore K. Always doing some fire stuff, bringing some dope insight.、Uh, let's start off with Negi Haruba. Sentai Daishikaku, aka Ranger Reject. Since audiobooks don't have images, novels can't be undercooked in describing imagery to invoke feeling. Ooh, that's a good point. I ain't gonna lie, I think audiobooks might be the future, but I don't want to get too deep into that because then, you know, a big publisher might hear this and say, aha, let me get, let me grab that thought and continue on with it. And I know some people thinking, like, you're not that important for Nev. I know, I know, I know. I'm just, let me just throw that out there. All right. Next, we got George Morikawa from Hajime no Ippo. Atami's Shirasu's Don is tasty. I guess he's talking about some sort of food. Shout out to George Morikawa. Hajime no Ippo anime return when? Then we got Ken Wakui, author of Tokyo Revengers. The two necessities for the winter are an electric blanket and a heat deck. You know, I never thought about investing in an electric blanket because the thing about me, like I put on the fan in the nighttime, okay? Like I still be hot as hell sometimes and I still need a little bit of that extra coolness.、So、I don't know if an electric blanket, like maybe if I didn't have the heat on or something, or maybe if I slept with the door. Or open, I, I, I don't know, window open or some shit. Maybe that would help me use an electric blanket, but I don't know. I feel like an electric blanket, first of all, I'll be scared, like, yo, is it gonna start a fire? I'm gonna be in my sleep and get catch on fire. But then also, I feel like I'd get too hot. Still not that bad of an idea, I'm just saying, especially if you, I don't know, if you was to go camping or something, that'd be kind of cool. Then we got Hiromashima, author of Eden Zero. I've learned 3D modeling and game engines on my own for the most part. The really hard part starts from here. God. Damn! I'm not gonna stress it again. Y'all already know. Hiromashima, MVP, mangaka, and, and many other things, man. Mangaka, game developer, a lot of shit. He does a lot. Then we got Nakaba Suzuki, author of Four Nights of the Apocalypse. This winter, I'd like to go somewhere where I can rest my weary spirit. Oh, God, that would be fire. Please take me with you. Where are we going? <laughs> and lastly, we got Atsushi Okubo, author of Fire Force. Elden Ring is so much fun, but for now, the ninth time I'm playing Dark Souls again, this time using the War. Warrior skills isn't Dark Souls like really? Oh, yeah, I got Dark Souls for the PS5. Yeah, pretty freaking、uh, difficult to say the least. And yeah, people, those were the weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. Always a treat, always a pleasure, always something、um, exciting to hear, especially from Hiro Mashima. Like, what is he doing this time? Is he, I don't know, freaking building skyscrapers? Okay, people, next up, I felt this one was definitely an appropriate one to cover. We've covered a lot of rise and falls at this point. Shout outs to Jose underscore K, always giving us some insight, like I said. And this one was. Very, very important to us. Y'all know Black Clover fans. We we talk about the manga and success, lack thereof, yada yada, a lot here. And he gave us a chart of the manga's performance. Just briefly, he said, A great start and rise. Black Clover follows the most common trend of manga sales where you have a peak sales point and then the slow decrease that follows it. We'll see if the movie can break past this trend and give it a push. Because looking at it from here, it starts off with volume one. It was between 50 and 100,000. So, like, about 
about 75,000, volume 2, 100,000, and it continued on. And it looks like right here, which I'm going to do the due diligence. I'll do a cut right here so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Volume 15 was the peak of Black Clover, 5.5 million. And then since volume 15, it has been, damn, half of its life cycle pretty much. It's been going downhill in terms of sales. Let's check what volume 15 was. So volume 15 of Black Clover is the one with Mario Leona on the cover and it said uh, it was as the Royal Knight selection test enters its final stage. A surprising team is still in contention. Can Oster or Yuno take the crown? And after the test is over, the real battle begins when the members of the Royal Knights are decided. Oh, so this is when they were deciding who's going to go and fight against the elves if I'm not mistaken or just what was going on, the threat that they had at that time. Wow, that was that was the peak volume 15 with them training and like that that yeah it covers chapters 131 through 140 yeah and Radez says he's not care who okay so this was like with henry and the base and all this that's so weird like that's where black clover peaked you would think like it would have peaked okay boom at the end of the elf invasion arc or somewhere where it's recognizable but it peaked during like gauche and henry and, and the black bull hide so bizarre that's where the downward spiral of black clover uh began i i can't even believe it right now what the hell volume 15 but maybe people at that point they were just starting to get tired of it or maybe the anime at that because the anime started around volume 13 the word of mouth backlash was actually very poor so you figure if it started at 13 probably some people gave it a chance jumped into the manga and by 15 they were like eh, you know the base that was gonna rock with it stood with it and anybody else was like nah i'm good because of again the bad word of mouth and it's crazy because from the anime from 13 to 15 where the peak was you know the anime starts at 13 and the peak is at 15 it only jumped up from about 200,000 to about a little over 250 so the anime never really did anything for the manga sales that that's sad and crazy I am going live because considering Black Clover ran for it was like what 170 episodes I want to say like it ran for a decent amount of time and it's crazy that the anime never really had the biggest effect like despite what the creator of this poll said that's not the greatest jump in the world for an anime adaptation is like a little under 200,000 and then over 250,000 I don't know but Black Clover a very interesting run to say the least and I'm imagining if we're looking at the downward spiral and based on how we've looked at these results throughout the last couple of months I wouldn't be surprised if in a few more volumes Black Clover is planned on ending. Usually they end the series once the sales start to get close to how it was at one of its lowest points or at the very least where it was pre-anime and again I think that film is going to play a very heavy part on where things go how we move forward if it's going to be a success or a failure because I think that film is what they're writing for and hoping to kind of boost things up. If that film doesn't do anything for the manga sales doesn't do anything for the franchise then it's definitely game over because the sales right now as it stands it's going lower than well before the anime even started so not good not good but again like you know shonen jump series they usually do that they peak and then continue to slowly go down it's just that the peak wasn't the highest like if the peak would have been doing you know half a million seven hundred fifty thousand we'd be talking about a different story here but honestly a lot of people like to say no y y yuki jabata said he's gonna go forever and ever i plan on doing a lot of things but there's other forces out there that will stop me in this case the shueisha and shonen jump editorial staff will say all right fam you know sales has gotten so low we're gonna get rid of this and if things continue in this downward spiral 
it'll be game over. But yeah, people, that was Black Clover's rise and slow fall as it stands right now. Moving forward, people, we got an update on Demon Slayer. It seems as though Demon Slayer is finally going to be going into new content in the anime. Y'all know the anime returned for season two, quote unquote, and it was really just a recap of the Mugen Train arc or the Mugen Train movie, and they added a couple extra scenes here or there, but for the most part, it's literally just the Mugen Train film broken up into episodes. That's pretty much what it's been. However, we're finally getting into the Entertainment District arc come this Sunday. Demon Slayer Anime's new video previews Entertainment District arc. The official English Twitter account for Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba anime began streaming an English subtitled trailer on Tuesday for the upcoming Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Entertainment District arc anime. The Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Mugen Train arc is a seven-episode arc that adapts the Mugen Train film, and it premiered on October 10th. Come this Sunday, we're going to finally begin new content, which thank goodness. And the trailer, I ain't gonna lie, they're not showing too much. I remember when Demon Slayer was coming out before episode one even dropped, they had like a couple of minutes of footage that they showed to showcase like, yo, this is going to look gorgeous. And they really haven't had that with this upcoming stuff. Like we get little teases here or there. We see Uzui. We see like Inosuke. Like we see little tiny clippings, but nothing really substantial. But I guess that's also because this part of the season, I guess, is only going to be like 11 episodes or something. I, I don't know. They, they milking this shit dry, fam. By the time they're done with Demon Slayer, the cow is going to be screaming in agony and begging them to put it out of its misery because we're very early on. Demon Slayer just came out, what, 2016? The manga started, something like that? And we're at 2021, five years later, and they have tortured that cow as they're milking it. Imagine another five years from now. Ah, bendito, poor Tanjiro, poor Nezuko. But yeah, Entertainment District Art coming this Sunday, finally. Finally, it's okay to jump back in to the Demon Slayer anime. The Mugen Train is going to be, or it is, now over. And that's not to slight the Mugen Train by any means, and I'm sure there's some people that didn't watch the film and they're having a blast with it, but for people that already watched the film, you're ready for something new, I'm sure. I'm ready for something new. Let's go Entertainment District Arc incoming now. Okay, people, next up, we gotta talk some JoJo's. In case you missed it, I talked about JoJo's recently, Part 6 Stone Ocean with a video. Go watch that bad boy now. Give you a little insight into how amazing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is, especially Stone Ocean. Well, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean is officially out on Netflix, the first 12 episodes, and apparently, here's how it's doing in the US and in Japan. It says, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean is number one on Netflix Japan and number six in the US. The official Twitter account for the anime series of Hirohiko Araki's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean manga reported on Friday that the anime is currently the most watched overall title on Netflix in Japan and is also the sixth most watched overall title on Netflix in the United States. It should be number one over here too. Like, who's stopping this? I mean, I get it. People keep on re-watching the crap out of that arcane show and there's a few other things, but I'm just saying it's JoJo's. Why isn't it number one over here too? Netflix debuted 12 episodes of the anime globally on Wednesday and the series will air on TV in Japan in January, Tokyo, MX, and BS and BS 11. The Studio David Productions is of course returning to produce the series. Now, I'm wondering again, when's the next time we're going to get these episodes? I'm just saying because like I really really adored and admired that first 12. I'm ready for the next 12 or however many they're going to do. I'm hoping that February or March after like, you know, three months of them dropping those episodes weekly on TV then boom, before they get into the episode 13 on TV, we get episodes 13 through 26 on Netflix. Like, I will keep my my Netflix subscription completely active solely for JoJo's, okay? I'm, I just gotta throw it in there. Solely for JoJo's, I would do it because I love JoJo's and Jolene is so freaking amazing. Might be 
second or third best JoJo out there. I don't know. Some people might say first. I don't know. But yeah, people, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, number one in Japan, number six in the U.S. Let's fix that number six. Let's bring that six to a one. I'm just saying. JoJo's fans, if you hear me, go watch it. Even if you're not going to jump into part six, maybe you've always been thinking about starting it. Hey, weekend is upon us, fam. Joseph is our adventure. Okay, people, next up, it's been a while since we've had one of these, but it's My Hero Academia's latest popularity poll. I'm excited to see this. I, it, I've heard a little bit of an uproar of people saying, what the heck is going on with this list? But we're going to take a look from, I guess, 15 to 1. I'm not going to give each and every uh, name or whatnot, but starting at 15, we got Denki, okay, with 1,144 votes. Then we got at number 14, Yao Yorozu with uh, 1,168. So just 24. Four votes more than Denki. Then 13. Man, how have the mighty fallen, fam. All Might at 13 with 1,204. Ever since all for one battle man it was it was a death blow for his popularity i'll say that number 12 ochako with 1257 that's kind of interesting ochako out of the top five like you would think she'll be in top five ochako only 12 okay uh number 11 endeavor with 1521 damn out of the top 10 wow that's crazy yo Look at here. Hold on. Okay. Endeavor at number 11 with 1,521 votes. And he only lost being in the top 10 by three points. Holy shit. Yeah. Because number 10 is Shinso with 1,524. Wow. Shinso robbed Endeavor. Holy cow. That, that's nuts. That number nine. What? That movie really was more impactful than I ever thought it would have been for my hero. I am going to lie. I did not expect World Heroes Mission to be this impactful. And I almost can guarantee that this character is going to sneak his way into the manga now after hearing this. Because coming in at number 9, mind you, beating out All Might, Ochako, Endeavor, Yaoyorozu, Shinzo, Denki, Kaminari. Like, he beat out a lot. Rhodey. Rhodey from World Heroes Mission. Uh, essentially, you know, uh, I mean, I guess it's technically canonical because of where it takes place or whatever. But Rhodey from the film uh, with, with 1759. People really loved Rhodey. Holy shit. Like, yo, just think about it. The mascot of the series, All Might. Rhodey outbeat him. The number one hero of <laughs> My Hero Academia, Endeavor. He beat him. Ochako, the love interest of this. He beat her. Like, uh, I'm shocked. Number eight, Present Mike, which is a very big jump from number nine. A lot of Present Mike fans, apparently, with 2,833 votes. Dope stuff. Aizawa at number seven with 3,087 votes. Number six, Ida, really? Ida? Wow, and that's a very big jump from number seven and six. Ida with 4,404 votes at number six. And Aizawa only had 3,000. That's that's nuts. Number five, Hawks. And he had 4,917 votes. Dope stuff there. Number four, Red the Riot. Red Riot, baby. He got 5,176 votes to come in number four. And I ain't gonna lie, this list just seems very, very wacky. I would take Endeavor and Aizawa and probably Yaoyorozu and of course All Might and I would swap it with the top four up there like this is a, a nuts list well Aizawa's already top four you get what I'm saying then numbers three through one I'm sure you guessed it it's the big three of this series and I'm not talking about Naruto One Piece and Bleach nor am I talking about the big three that was coined with Mirio and them I'm, I'm talking about Bakugo, Deku and Todoroki uh, Todoroki at number three with 7,999 and that's that Todoroki hasn't done too much in a really long time so 8,000 votes for him is dope number two and one always hilarious because 
you know, in One Piece, usually Luffy wins, you know, the popularity poll, things like that. But um, not in My Hero Academia. Number two, Deku with 10,462 votes. And number one, 13,869 votes. Bakugo, the most popular character of My Hero Academia. More popular than the main character. That's, that's kind of bonkers. And yeah, I ain't gonna lie. This popularity poll has been, the results are just way out of whack. Things that I would not expect in 100 billion years. Like, again, Endeavor not even in the top 10 roadie in there from world heroes mission aizawa being bested out by red riot bakugo being number one which bakugo has been number one multiple times now i want to say but it is bizarre this was all calculated with 76,539 votes not including again um number 16 and on but wow <laughs> very very interesting and shocking to say the least for my hero academia's popularity poll results for the top 15 nuts okay people next up just a small update on which i want to say it's been a little bit since we've seen this but this is a color page of the last chapter of one piece novel a the manga adaptation by boichi and the upcoming one piece magazine issue 13 out this friday and no no slight or disrespect to oda but fam when you look at this sometimes it makes you think wow if only boichi was the one drawing one piece and again oda that's his series i'm not trying to be disrespectful by any means but looking at this art <laughs> what could have been fam ace white beard you know i'm sure oda must look at this with a side eye like yo why you why you shitting on my stuff man we, we know you the goat with the art like why why you doing this to me fam roger luffy like if there was a one piece sequel after one piece that is going to be taking place let's just say about luffy's son whatever for the love of god let boichi do the art for the love of god please let boichi do the art for one piece whatever it has coming after the series ends because you know it has something coming it's going to be a boruto-esque type of series i'm sure but one piece episode a oh my god i can't get over this is gorgeous how does he have the time how is he so skilled and talented this is beautiful honestly holy cow let me stop because i'm i'm really right now fanboying like a motherfucker over boichi's art godlike okay people next up this is something that i wanted to try adding in if y'all don't like it let me know because this is another author common this time around this is from weekly shonen sunday so you're gonna get a few unfamiliar titles or not the most popular but i thought it'd be interesting if y'all don't want to see it anymore let me know i won't cover these anymore but it looked like a little bit of fun i guess they asked each of the mangaka this question it says what's the thing you've done lately that has left you feeling warm and fluffy which oh, okay um and gosho aoyama author of detective conan said when i watched the first episode of komi can't communicate yeah i really gotta see that shit like everybody damn wasn't oda just talking about that i wonder if there's an agenda to push komi can't communicate hey yo they pushing people to be more antisocial conspiracy then we got Komi Can Communicate by Tomohito Oda, uh, the author. Oh, Oda. Oda, Oda. Conspiracies. <laughs> when my child was able to climb up the slide all by themselves. Oh, so that's what got them feeling warm and fluffy. Uh, then let's take a look at Rumiko Takahashi, author of Inuyasha, and now she's doing Mao. She said, when a former assistant of mine brought their child over for a visit. She's an older lady. I could imagine her having a good time with like a kid coming over and stuff like that. And yeah, for the most part, those are the manga that we are really familiar with over here. So, because I'm not going to just start, hey, uh, let's talk about this and that. Or I guess Soso Frieden, that's one that's blowing up. And I'm sure when it gets an anime, everybody's going to be familiar with it. Author of Soso no Frieden, Kanehito Yamada said, 
said, when I saw a big fluffy stray cat. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, people, uh, those are the Shonen Sunday author comments. I know not the most extravagant in the world, but I thought it'd be interesting to include. If y'all don't want to see them anymore, let me know. If you want to see me do it more, let me know as well, or maybe cover some of the other authors on this list. But those are the ones that I'm familiar with, again, from Detective Conan, Mao, Komei Can't Communicate. Like, those are the ones I mostly know. And, of course, uh, Soso No Frieden. Okay, people, so we're going to be brief about this. Over, I want to say it was a couple weeks ago now, when they did Anime NYC, apparently um, there was a breakout of, you know what, the virus that has been going on for ages. And now the new variant of the virus, um, apparently somebody was reported to be infected with it over there. I'm so glad, and don't get me wrong, I'm sending prayers and all that jazz, but I'm so glad I myself did not go to the event because that would have been hell and I would have a lot of people worried around me, um, you know, over here back at home because they would have been like, yo, you were exposed to that and all that jazz. So I'm, I'm kind of glad, you know, things happen the way they do. I wasn't really in the right mindset to go over there anyway. Man diagnosed with Omicron variant who attended Anime NYC. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaski announced on Thursday that an adult male from Hennepin County, Minnesota tested positive for the new variant disease and she reported that he had attended Anime NYC event at New York City's Javits Center between November 19th and 21st. The male had been vaccinated. He reported mild symptoms on November 22nd and got tested November 24th. He was informed to isolate himself from others and his symptoms have since resolved. This is the second confirmed case of the new variant in the United States. And apparently ABC News reported that the event or Organizers estimated 53,000 attendees for the convention. And yeah, this is definitely going to get some headlines. And my best wishes out to everybody that was a part of that. And yeah, this is very, very messy. I hate that it, you know, happened at a big convention because this could probably shut down a lot of future conventions and a lot of people getting out of the house. People not talking enough about what it's doing to people constantly being at home. You know, they're mental because of, you know, all of this jazz and stuff like this. People need this. Honestly, a lot of people, I'm sure this is what they needed to feel a little bit better and now we might not have conventions again because of this outbreak and stuff like terrible situation my heart goes out to anybody affected by this hopefully um nobody you know no fatalities or anything like that because yeah it's I don't know. Been terrible last couple of years with this. Okay, next up, I wanted to talk about this because this was actually a very big deal to me. Apparently, Undead Unluck has been recommended by Tsukihime and Fate Stay Night visual novels writer Kinoku Nasu in Volume 9. Now, in case y'all don't know, Kinoku Nasu, he did, of course, the Fate Stay Night visual novels. I believe he worked side-by-side -side with Gen Urobuchi to create Fate Zero, and he's a freaking legend, and I'm shocked to even see him come out and say, yo, I really I rock with this I recommend this um wow that that's powerful I ain't gonna lie a lot of people are gonna be checking out and flocking to Undead Unluck just off of this man's recommendation hands down like that's a very very big deal and it makes me want to go back like okay it's been a while I was like in the 20s I need to go check it out again N Nasu said it as well just wanted to throw this in here because Undead Unluck hasn't had the most push as of recent and the sales numbers for the manga have kind of been going down a little bit I'm sure an anime announcement's coming and yeah Nasu Kinoku Nasu if you're a fate fan you know who Nasu is he tells you go read Undead Unluck okay people next up a couple of pieces of Chainsaw Man news including stuff about the author now the author of Chainsaw Man recently he he did some Dragon Ball art and also 
spoke about Dragon Ball as a whole, so let's take a look at that. Tatsuki Fujimoto, he said, I'm honored to be part of such a project. And he's referring to the big Dragon Ball project where we author is doing fan art for the next couple years. He said, even before I read the Dragon Ball manga, the name of the characters was something I learned from my everyday life. And when I read it once again, right before starting my own serialization, I noticed how Goku embraces what makes shonen manga so great. I learned a lot from him. Let's all reread Dragon Ball together. I gotta lie, there's just a small little hint of, I don't, I don't want to call it snarkiness, but it, like when he said, obviously he's jokingly or whatever, but when he said, before I read the Dragon Ball manga, the name of the characters was something I learned from my everyday life because a lot of the names are puns on things like Gohan means rice, Kakarot, carrot, like... Yo, Tatsuki Fujimoto with the jokes, fam. You got the jokes there, buddy. And then also we got to look at what he drew. It says Dragon Ball Volume 2 by Tatsuki Fujimoto. This is a part of the Dragon Ball Super Gallery project to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the series. And uh, yeah, he did, which I ain't gonna lie, doesn't look really like Goku and Bulma at all. It's definitely his own interpretation. But yeah, that's supposed to be Goku and Bulma. And don't get me wrong, it looked fire. It just, it doesn't really look like them. I ain't gonna lie. It's like Fujimoto was like, yeah, I'm gonna draw what I want to draw. I'll just be inspired by it like wild stuff. But yeah, shout out to Tatsuki Fujimoto. And while we're on the topic of Chainsaw Man's author, Tatsuki Fujimoto, big, big Chainsaw Man news, which for the most part for me, I kind of felt like this was to be expected. Like I wasn't expecting that much longer to wait for Chainsaw Man, but here it is. Because according to this, it says both Chainsaw Man Part 2 and the anime adaptation of Chainsaw Man are scheduled for a 20 22 release so we got confirmation it won't pass this year of us getting the anime and the continuation part which i thought we were going to get the continuation part by now because chainsaw man ended i want to say it was last december if i'm not mistaken it's been like a full year but you know the author took a year off and released a lot of those one shots so shout outs to him but yeah we have 100 confirmation we're getting the anime and manga hopefully the anime it would be perfect to kick off the summer with that like if they've been working all this time i would love to have chainsaw man by the summertime part two Probably around that time, it would be great cross-promotion for the both of them. But yeah, we have confirmation. 2022 Chainsaw Man anime and manga. Let's freaking go. I am so pumped. Tatsuki Fujimoto, let's do the damn thing. But yeah, people, that's all the stories I have for today. I'm curious what you guys think. The most important story to you, the story that touched you, something that maybe you wanted me to cover that I didn't, or uh, do you want me to continue on with the Shonen Sunday segment or just kind of drop that since we already do weekly Shonen Magazine and jump off the comments and your thoughts on just the episode in general. A lot of fire stuff that we talked about. That's all I have for this one, though. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed. If you liked anything I had to say or enjoyed the video, drop me a like. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you want more from me, make sure to subscribe, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, hit that bell to get all notifications and if you want to follow any of other social media links are in the description below i'm for world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life baby. have an awesome day peace and you guys just watched another episode of for the have an awesome day <laughs>